What up? Here we go. It's a new show. What is it? Wednesday? Wednesday! Holy cow. When did it become Wednesday? Big word Wednesday. Big word Wednesday. Stupendous? Is that a good one? Stupendous is good. I was thinking of serendipitous. Serendipitous? That is absolutely a big word. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. There you go. Beat that. Can't. Can't beat that one. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome in Big Word Wednesday. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, as you can hear, JB is here. Most importantly, you are here tuning in somehow, some way. Appreciate you listening on the radio on The Zone. Maybe you're listening to the replay tonight in Vicksburg. I'm WVBG, The Berg. What's up to everybody there? Hey to y'all on Facebook, Periscope, watching on the YouTube live stream. Lots of ways for you to be a part of the show. So we're going to get to all of that. But first, I've got to pour some coffee, so let's hit the button and start it off right. five seconds left to play. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Oh, yeah. That's how it works. Uh, Now we're ready. Now we're ready. And look, I got so much that I want to get into with you here today. Number one, y'all don't let me forget. Y'all don't let me forget to at some point today come back and celebrate the fact that it is not only Wednesday, but it is hump day. Okay, it's hump day. Which means we got to have the whole Humpty Dance deal. Caleb reminded me here, but I need Caleb for you to remind me later. Okay. Right out of the shoot, this is perfect because I missed this yesterday. I didn't travel with every piece of gear and technology that I needed for the broadcast in Starkville. And so I missed this when Bates asked for it, but he just sent me. What I needed to hear, he said, Mr. Wyatt, in honor of the SEC football schedule being released this week and the fact that it's game week for my son, can you crank up some Coming to America by the Sonic Boom? Yes, you asked for it. You're going to get it. Hey, I, you know, JB, the SWAC announced they're going to have football season in the spring. I mean, does that mean the band needs to be practicing and being ready for the spring? I don't think that band needs a whole lot of practice. They really don't do that. I think they stay ready. Hey, Jackson, roll down the window, turn it up to 11. Here we go. Woo! Woo! Now, let me tell you a funny thought here. JB, uh, my wife is a couple of rooms away. And see, she can't hear the music. All she can hear is me up here going, Woo! (laughs) That's all she hears. Yes! If that won't light your fire, your wood's wet. Thanks, Bates. Appreciate you getting us started off right. Okay, I have another button I need to hit based on a subject that I want to make uh, you aware of. I saw it today. 
and we're going to talk about it right now. It's it's not breaking news. It's something about today that I want to talk about with you. JB? Talk to me. On this day in 2002. Now, that's not August that. the 19th. August the 19th, 2002. That's not that long ago. No. It's, it's kind of a long time ago. <laughs> it's not that long ago. Years. 18 years. On this day in 2002, John Madden made his debut on Monday Night Football. Boom! Boom! Tough acting to acting. Boom! <laughs> Whatever happened to tough acting to acting? John Madden. He sure did. You know, all those years as the Raiders coach and then was great on television on Fox. All those years in the 90s doing all those Cowboys and Packers games on Fox with... um, Can't believe I'm drawing a blank. Pat Summerall? Pat Summerall, that's it. Thank you. Yeah, arguably the two best broadcasting tandem duo that uh, it's ever called. And then what do they do? Then they hired him, ABC did, and put John Madden on Monday Night Football with Al Michaels. How great was that? Now, there's all kinds of stuff in terms of the broadcasting career of John Madden that you could go back and relive. And by the way, look, if you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, Periscope, I'm coming to your comments. Thank you, Paul, on Facebook. Pat Summerall, we got it. Uh, also, the text line, I'm coming to your text. But but real quick, of all the things that you remember and can think of in terms of his broadcasting career, like we said, you know, boom, and the sound effects and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, obviously being impersonated here in more recent years by um, the uh, great Frank comedian. Frank Caliendo. Yeah, Frank Caliendo. <laughs> all of that. Um. What I remember and what stands out to me when you say John Madden, color analyst for NFL broadcast on television, I remember Thanksgiving and the turkey leg, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and every year it's a big yeah. deal on the Thanksgiving games and he's giving out a turkey leg to somebody at the end of the game. And he's always talking about turkey. Well, then it became the turducken. And in one of his more famous, I don't know what you'd even call this, Asides during a broadcast of a game. Those little vignettes. The little vignettes. He's on Monday Night Football with uh, Al Michaels. And this would have been, you know, like you say, early 2000s. Thanksgiving or just like the week before Thanksgiving. And it was a 49ers versus Eagles game on Monday Night Football. It was in San Francisco. The Eagles were up by more than two scores. That was like 28 to 10 or something like that. And they started talking about a turducken on the broadcast. John, you're going to be home for Thanksgiving. I can't I believe it. I know where I'm going to be on Thanksgiving. I just wonder where those turkeys are going to be for Thanksgiving. I have a feeling. <laughs> hey, hey, JB, do you hear the real John Madden? Is it not incredible how close it is to Frank Caliendo's version of John Madden? Oh, it's amazing. It it's is amazing. amazing. Like the first thing you heard was turkeys. In, like, some, in, in some ways, he sounds more like John Madden than John. Madden. Than John does. We're gonna. It's only about three minutes, but you got to hear John Madden on this particular Monday Night Football broadcast talking about the turducken. Oh, 
Kevin Barlow. Well, John, for years at CBS and Fox, it became a tradition, the turkey leg and all of that. And, and you brought to the, the uh, knowledge of America <laughs> the turducken. And so our friends at the Four Seasons cooked you a turducken. Oh, there it is. That is. I think it's a turducken. It is a turducken. But i got to show you how to... Oh, oh, I, I... Okay, look. So to set it up for you, they have brought an actual prepared and cooked from the Four Seasons an actual turducken and brought it to them in the broadcast booth. And if you watch this, now they have the camera, while the game's going on, they have the camera on Al Michaels and John Madden in the booth and an actual hot, freshly cooked turducken right in front of him. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, as he talks about it, he starts, listen, he starts diagramming with the telestrator on television how to slice the turducken. This is during an NFL football game, J.B., the telestrator normally used to circle the right tackle or to draw the route that the receiver ran. He's drawing on top of this turkey on television, showing you how to cut it. And then you're going to hear Al Michaels go, Ugh, because John Madden, with his bare hands on Monday Night Television, starts to slice this turkey as if his hand were a knife. I'm not kidding you. It's fantastic. I can't say I need fresh turducken. I'm going to have crazy turducken. But anyway, anyway, here's how you slice it. See, a lot of people don't know. You have to slice it down the middle. See, and then you slice it across this way. Because what it is, it's a it's a deboned chicken stuffed in a deboned duck stuffed in a deboned turkey with dressing between the chicken and the duck and the duck and the turkey. So as you cut down that way, you go turkey, dressing, he's duck, dressing, chicken. You know, one of the great things about your coming over here is I'm able to ask you all of these questions. Because for a lot of years, I thought a turducken was some sort of a, you know, a foul crossbreed. But it's not. <laughs> well, it's just I mean, three I different mean, things. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's, it's really five pun. different things. It's a, yeah. it's a chicken, a duck, a turkey, and two kinds of dressing. <laughs> and are you going to have one on, on your Thanksgiving table? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have one. I have to bring it, though. But, you know, you know because, it, oh, here's, here a, it here's, a, here's a picture of one. Turducken. Yeah. That's the, that is what, it. And you see, you cut it like right down here. <laughs> He's using his hand. See, and then this is what it looks like inside. <laughs> see, so you got turkey and duck and then dressing. Meanwhile, Jeff and then Garcia chicken. throws another oh, incomplete yeah, exactly, hand. Exactly. And then, then you just have to do it that way. Or Nick. If any of that makes sense. <laughs> now, can I get some hoisin sauce with that? <laughs> That's unbelievable. You know, you know the, the first time I ever had it's great. He went on to say, the first time I ever had this, I, I was eating it with my fingers, and then I had to shake some hands. And <laughs> and you're right, JB. And then Al Michaels goes, and that pass from Jeff Garcia, incomplete. Anyway, John, about this turducken, uh, he, tell me. <laughs> he looked like he was pulling apart a pork loin. He, he was just, he was just, digging into it like a caveman. Oh, my goodness. I mean, he just tore it all to pieces. Makes me hungry. It makes me hungry, too. Look, y'all, if y'all want to see that, I know we've got a lot of people right now that are, uh, or a few anyway, who are watching this show on the, the live stream on YouTube. I tweeted out the YouTube link. It's on YouTube. You see that whole thing. It's great. On Twitter, I'm Radio Wyatt. Go look. One of my last few tweets. It's, it's fantastic. Now, C-Note on YouTube said, I love John Madden, but a lot of people didn't. And that's okay, sure. Everybody, anybody who's ever been on television, it seems like in any kind of role, but especially in sports, you know, after a period of time, people get polarized on them and they either have fans or not fans. There's no in between. I think, 
I think it certainly a large majority of fans were big uh, fans of John Madden. And it's only a minority of people who were maybe uh, detractors or didn't like the way that he called games. And as he got, y'all know this, as like John Madden got older and you, you get on, I don't know what his last year broadcasting was. I'm going to look it up here and see if I can find out. Um, let's see, coaching career, television, CBS. Okay, so he was with, he, he went over to NBC in 2005 and looks like right around 2009 or so was when he retired. So up until that time, as he got a little older, he became kind of a part of the show, right? And you know what I think, JB? Talk to me. I've been one of them. There's a lot of us that are very dissatisfied with the way people do TV broadcasts nowadays for live sports. Right. Especially in sports like college football, college basketball, where there are so many of them being broadcast every day, every week throughout the year. There's so many of them that it's almost you couldn't um, it's impossible to have excellent broadcast teams for every game. Does that make sense? Because there's so many of them. Right. I mean. There's so many college basketball games going on that they just have to like, they got to find somebody that will be willing to come do it because this is the 83rd game that's going to be on this weekend. You know I mean? So they can't all be. And I think one of the reasons is that we get so dissatisfied is you have so many of these people in broadcasting now that want to be what John Madden was. And that is not just there to, to sort of color and, and illustrate the game the game itself, highlight the game for the listener, the viewer. No, they really kind of want to be a part of the entertainment. I, I'm a part of the entertainment. I'm part of this show. Part of the reason you're here and click this channel is, yeah, there's a game, but part of the reason you're here is to see me also. Okay, well, that was true for John Madden. Love him or hate him. Later in his career, we turn on Monday Night Football in 2002 and, and 2003 and four, and we're watching him with Al Michaels. And part of the entertainment was John Madden. Oh, you absolutely. Know? Absolutely. And not everybody can do that. No. That's why so many people these days will turn down the television broadcast and turn on their schools play-by-play. Yeah, that's right. And, Even and, though if they have to deal with the two- or three-second delay. Right. You, the, It's like a lot of people in television now and in broadcast of sports don't realize that John Madden earned that over the course of 20 years with his personality. You know, I mean, when he first started at CBS after being a coach, he's entertaining and all, but you're talking about the 80s and the early 90s. There's a lot of time, in that time, John Madden was just another broadcaster just like anybody else. It's over a long period of time where this kind of cult following and and but uniqueness developed. Yeah, carried over from from his coaching days. I love going back and watching those old NFL films, especially in the mid or well early to mid seventies yeah. when the Raiders were really really good, and there was always the AFC, you know, matchups between them and the Dolphins or the Steelers. And, right. And but but he was so animated as a coach that it just it just overflowed into the booth, and it was natural for. Yeah, him. that's right. How about this, Jim on Twitter? Jim sent me a tweet. It says, joined in the middle of this, and I panicked because I thought maybe John Madden had passed away. Quick Google, Google search put my mind at ease. Nope. <laughs> Let me just make clear. <laughs> didn't do it because no health issue, didn't pass away, nothing like that. I just 
I get these notes in an email from this particular service that gives me these historical nuggets, TV, baseballs, other sports, all this stuff. And one that came down today was that on this day, August the 19th, 2002, is when John Madden made his debut on Monday Night Football. He had been with CBS first, uh, early years as a broadcaster. He was with Pat Summerall in 81, starting at CBS. He's with CBS forever. Goes over to Fox in uh, 1994, I think it was, if I'm looking at it right. Made all kinds of money uh, being a broadcaster. They paid him unbelievable amounts of money to do the games. He'd do Super Bowls and everything. Then goes to Monday Night Football. They paid him like $5 million a year to be the guy on Monday Night Football. And then he goes to NBC in 05 and then retired in about 09, at least in terms of television. And so uh, that's uh, you know that's why I brought it up today. And I thought, you know what? And as I looked up a little John Madden, I, I see the thing about Turducken. And it all kind of pieces together <laughs> that my age group, you know, I'm in my early 40s. Anybody who's early 40s and up, we remember all of this. We remember Keith Jackson on ABC calling college football with Bob Greasy. We, rem- we remember um, John Madden with Pat Summerall. John Madden when he went to Monday Night Football with Al Michaels. And so you have these kind of icons that jump out at you that they had reached a level because of their ability and because of their personality, as you say, JB, they had reached a level where, yes, they legitimately were a part of the entertainment. But that is so rare. Okay, and all these others now coming along that try to force themselves into this, that same mold of, well, Madden was a broadcaster and I am too. And so if I'm doing a game, I got to, I got to be a part of the entertainment also. Uh, so if me... you're do, if you're doing your color commentary tree, you got Madden at the top. Who else you got on it? That's because a good question. There's not a whole lot of them. There's not, is it? I mean, not, not uh, in terms of icons. No, the, you got some good play by play people, Chris Schenkel, Jim McKay, Bob Costas, uh, you know, Jim Nance. Okay, and you're talking Mitch. about, are you talking about all sports? You're talking about football? Yeah, well, or Yeah, I'm talking about all sports because I, I, I think I think Madden would have to be the number one in football. I think it would have to be. Compton. Yeah, and I don't know that anybody's a very close second either. Well, I mean, who would be the close? Would it be Dan Deardorff? <laughs> would it, yeah. you know, I mean, would it be somebody? Lynn Swan did it for a little while. Lynn Swan well, and he was on the sideline. You yeah, know, mostly yeah. not in the booth. You had Frank Gifford, Dan Deardorff on that crew with Al Michaels all those years Monday Night Football. And they were good, but they were a team, and they right. were strictly football. There was no yeah. nonsense on that. There was no turkey legs and turduckins. None. It was straight football, and you loved them for it. Mm-hmm. But you're the right. I mean, cult of personality would be maybe for me, Don Meredith. See, and that's he, the thing. He's a little bit before me. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Know. You said early forties, and I went. See, I remember it because I've heard. <laughs> hey, how about this, JB? I remember Don <laughs> Meredith because I've heard all you old guys talk about him for forty years. <laughs> no, look, I, and I've seen the highlights and that kind of thing. My dad talked about him some. And, right. Uh, C note on YouTube says Dick Vitale. Okay, definitely an icon yeah. in terms yeah. of broadcasting. Definitely an maybe, icon. Yeah, maybe the best college basketball color guy ever. Yeah, and in terms of play-by-play, Keith Jackson. Right. You know, when when Keith Jackson was where he was in the late 80s, early 90s, man, that guy could have gone out here and done, like, the bowling World Series, and it would have been fantastic. Just because... 
It was him. Yeah. Well, the the other one that that Pat Summerall um, and the guy that that I I think about all the time. I called him Yoda. Was Vern Lundquist? Oh, Vern. Yeah, no question. Great um, play by play. What was it the other day when I played a couple of highlights from a game in 2014, and Vern was still doing the CBS games? And honestly, I you know at the time I took it for granted. At the time, I wasn't watching a ton of games because I was working every Saturday. Right. But now going back and you hit a highlight of his call when Josh Robinson had that 70-plus yard touchdown run against Kentucky, and you hear it, and you're like, oh, boy, okay, now I I get it. The guy was really good. Mm -hmm. And it was just – it fit. It just fit like this perfect puzzle piece with Gary and the SEC and the way he did it. It really fit. And, man, no doubt about it. In terms of NFL icons – John Madden is the number one all-time NFL color analyst in terms of TV broadcast, period. And, hashtag and turducken. Hashtag <laughs> turducken. And you know what, JB? You're right. There is not a close second. There's a bunch of good ones. Yeah. I mean, would Great. John would John Gruden be a close – I mean, the closest yeah. second? I think, I think so. Chucky. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked him right. a lot when he was on, man. He always had some good stuff. Yeah, he, he was he was good. All right, just getting started with you in the Farm Bureau studio. College stuff, including Kiffin and Leach. Next. Back on the show, rolling along. Just getting started with you here on this Wednesday in the Farm Bureau studio. I got my... Uh, Really, I've got a bunch of hats I've gotten from the Mississippi State University golf course. Y'all know where the state golf course is, right? Like, um, just this side of that, the old interchange, the old 82 interchange. Uh, go by the Mississippi State University golf course. They have the best stuff. Shirts, hats, everything, like gear. Hats, though. And this is like an old verse. This is like a retro hat that they had. And the old script Bulldogs. You used to be able to get that a lot back in the 80s. And they had it. Anyway, somebody commented, yeah, I think it's my favorite. You probably see me wearing this one as much as anything else. They got like a bunch of great hats there. Mississippi State University Golf Course. On Twitter, they are at Hale State GC. See it right there if you're watching the stream? At Hale State GC. And uh, you'll be able to tell them what you want and order stuff. They'll mail it to you. They're working on an online store, and I'll let you know when they get that up and going. Hey, JB, um, regarding Madden, uh-huh. And him being iconic. C-Note on YouTube said, he's got a video game named after him for Pete's sake. <laughs> True. Yeah, and it was the curse of Madden for many years if you were put on the cover of that NFL uh, video game. That's right. Those guys got hurt. That's right, the, the Madden curse. Hey, uh, so check this out. I've got to get to these texts on the country-pleasing text line, country-pleasing sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. It is made right here in Mississippi. It is the best sausage. If you see country-pleasing, try it, and then get back to me, because I know what you're going to say. Anyway, Dave on Facebook said that he just left country-pleasing, and he said he picked up crab-stuffed portobello mushrooms. Can't wait to get home. I bet, Dave. Let me know how that is. What was the other thing? It was um, people were recommending the uh, mac and cheese stuffed pork chops. So oh my let's goodness. 
Big See, thick- I'm not a, I'm not a big portobello guy, but I can take some crab stuffed in anything just about, mm. I believe. Put crab in it and you eat it. Yeah. Big big pork chop about that thick, I'm not joking, and they stuff it full of mac and cheese. <laughs> no, no, I mean, it's like, <clears throat> it's outstanding. No joke. All right, so country please and text line, 885-ESPN. Lots of great memories of John Madden. He's still with us. We just, we had a flashback today. Hogjow says, it's a anti, let me, what, let me, anti-disestablishmentarianism Wednesday. We were talking about the biggest word. So he has gone with, how many letters are in that word? anti like the whole alphabet. I mean, really, like the, it lacks a Z and that's it. That's exactly right. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. I said supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, but for a kid of the 80s, that's kind of our go-to in the the long word contest. Raider Nation on the text line says, seems like the best announcers came from the Raiders and go back to the Raiders. Hey, look, Madden, Gruden, what are we missing? Where do you think Romo is going to be in this pantheon of color announcers in the NFL in, oh, I don't know, 10 years? I think if he stays with it, he he may be up there. But I don't know that he has the Madden personality. Mm-hmm. He's got Gruden's exit and O's. Yeah. And, and he's he's just so dead gum insightful. Right. It's kind of like watching your YouTube channel when you break down video. <laughs> well, and see, he's doing it live. I can do as many takes as I want to when I do a YouTube video. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's a little different. Um, unnamed texter said, my age group, I remember John Madden was coaching the Raiders. Bates brought up Howard Cosell, and no doubt, Cosell iconic, no question about it, but play-by-play guy. True Maroon brought up Jim Ellis, no question, iconic in college baseball, but, you know, play-by-play guy. Monkeys Riding Dogs brought up Merlin Olson. So somebody texted JB and said, Dick Enberg and Merlin Olson, a great pair on NBC. And no doubt, Merlin Olson from Little House on the Prairie, of course, was a great player before that. And sadly, sadly, the first thought, initial memories of Merlin Olson have been affected by the fact that now, in recent years, I became a big fan of the movie Anchorman. <laughs> When Ron Burgundy claims that he has many leather-bound books, his apartment smells of rich mahogany, and Merlin Olson comes over to my house. Here's an hey, 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 look this up. Look this up, JB. From Wheeler, Mississippi, starting pitcher, the ace of the Milwaukee Brewers pitching staff. Some predict him to be the Cy Young winner this year. Brandon Woodruff, former Wheeler Eagle, and Mississippi State Bulldog. When he grows his beard out, he looks just like Merlin Olson. And when I brought that up on Twitter a couple of years ago, Bart Gregory responded and said, man, look, Woody doesn't even know who Merlin Olson is. <laughs> and oh. it's true because he's so young, you know. I mean, he's, heck, he's in his 20s. Well, if you talk about that, there, there's another one. That was a former football player turned actor that was really good in the booth on Monday Night Football for a while. Alex Karras. Yeah, Alex Karras. Yes, Webster. Remember the show Webster? Yep, that's it. We used to love that show. Remember how Webster's adopted mom, she had really short hair. Remember that? Yeah, but she was really tall. Really tall. Great actress. I don't know her name. 
But as a kid, a little kid, I guess growing as a little kid growing up in small town Alabama, I had never seen women with short hair. And so every time that show came on, it was odd to me. I was like, wait. I mean, she got a haircut like mine. That's a funny movie. I wanted a flat top when I was a kid. I wanted my hair shaved on the sides and flat on the top, you know? And I had that for a while. And I'm like, she's got a hair. His mom's got a flat top. You probably wore it better than Greg Ostertag. Yeah, probably did. And then I became, I, I became like in my late junior high years. What does that even mean? Seventh and eighth grade, really sixth, seventh grade in there. I became a big fan of rap music. Okay. It's funny. My dad, a Southern Baptist pastor, my mother, a math teacher, and their son, big fan of rap music. Okay. <laughs> and and I'm watching Rap City. And I was fascinated <laughs> how like Cool Modi and Kid from Kid and Play had these, these, their hair was really tall and just dead flat on the top of it. Like you could stand them up and put a level on their head and a foot above their actual scalp, their hair is just totally flat. And I was so jealous. I mean, I wanted to have hair like that. And the parachute pants didn't work out. Didn't work out, <laughs> as it were. I'm getting a visual that's just not yeah. see. I really, you, you, you would be like a guest on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah, right. <laughs> the white guy who has figured out some way to have a high-top fade. You know, where it's a high top, flat on the top, but it fades to a different color as it goes up. I wanted yeah. that. You know, I guess basically it's Sam vanilla Perkins ice. Sam said that flow. Well, yeah, vanilla ice had that flow. Vanilla ice that. had it. But his yeah. wasn't as tall as uh -uh. kids was. No. Where are we? What planet is this? What day is it? Who am I? This Mo is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful <laughs> wife. How did I get here? <laughs> Mobile Bay Bully says if you're in golf, it's David Faraday. Joey said that it's uh, Madden the best ever. Mad Mail person said the Brooks show was an epic fail today. And look, y'all made it out. C, Real C gets on Twitter and makes it out like I messed, it, like I crapped all over him yesterday on the show. Like I totally ripped him up. And I didn't. I didn't say anything negative about Chris. We were just having a good time. I just said that. Per definition of the word epic, it's an overused word. Radio shows are not epic. They never are. By definition of the word epic. That's all I said. And then you go tweeting him, making him think I said something ugly about him. I didn't say anything ugly about him. Uh, Tyler texts me and he said, any MSU fans in Flowood looking for a deal? Fourteen. What is it? $14.95 each. Officially licensed jerseys at... Dick Sporting Goods, is that what it is? licensed. It looks like what it is. It looks like he sent a they got a clearance, a clearance picture. Yeah. Okay. Hey, got up to seventy five percent. Some at fifty. <laughs> hey, somebody go text Matt. He's on the radio. Maybe he'll tell people to come down here and buy our jerseys that are on clearance. <laughs> I mean, Nick on the text line says my buddy shot twenty one under on Saturday in the Tiki Tournament at State's Mississippi Golf uh, uh, State's Course. Okay, so the Mississippi State University Golf Course. Scramble. They go 21 under. He said I got him for 75 bucks in the Calcutta the night before and cashed in big. I bet he I bet he got at least a couple grand. Nick, you are absolutely a degenerate. <laughs> J-Rock. J-Rock says, "Where does Matt Wyatt rank in the best color man?" Man, I look. This I'm not even in this conversation. We're talking about like big time television network, John Madden, 
all that. <laughs> I am the, for now, I am the color analyst on the Mississippi State Radio Broadcast and happy to do it. Uh, PRG says David Kellum catches a lot of grief from fans, but he's really good at calling baseball games. I think it's his best sport. David Kellum is a phenomenal play-by-play guy, especially when it comes to the specifics of the game that is happening in front of him in real time. Here's what I know. And this is the most important thing for a play-by-play man in radio. When there's a fan listening to David Kellum call a game, any game, when David Kellum says this happened, it's exactly what happened. There's never an exaggeration. He's never sending you down a mental picture path that's not actually true. When you listen to David Kellum, you get the game as it's happening. And that's job number one. He does an excellent job. Okay, sound bites. Both Coach uh, Leach and Coach Kiffin spoke after practice. What'd they say? I'll let you hear it. Coming up. Stick around. Did you sleep well last night? Huh? Are you having a hard time sleeping? Do you wake up sore and stiff in the mornings and you're always thinking, I should probably get a new mattress. That thing's old or I don't like the one we have. And you just never do kind of bite off and chew that new mattress. You need to try it. Okay. I'm just telling you from experience, the homecoming queen and I, we got a mattress recently from a Mississippi company called Nest and Wild. Nest. Yeah. Like bird's nest or some kind and wild. Yeah. Like. Like wild animals. Nest and Wild is the name of the company. It's a Mississippi company. You order the mattress, and within three to five business days, boom, it's delivered on your front step. <clears throat> you know how it comes in there in the shrink wrap? Even the we got a king size, California king size mattress. California king. It's huge. Big square thing. Okay. It's 12 inches thick. Every mattress they make is 12 inches thick, from twin right on up to the biggest. Not 8 inches, 10 inches thick like a lot of the ones you're sleeping on now. 12. Every one of them. Shows up, shrink wrap. You bring it in. You know, you you cut the, you unzip the wrap and now you got this big, huge foam mattress. And man, we love it. We both are sleeping better. And we have kind of a new outlook on life when you sleep better. That's just the way it is. Does your I, wife snore? Not anymore. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. She does not. She never has. My wife is one of those, like, when she's asleep, you you wonder if she's alive. Quiet as a mouse. You got to put your ear down there to kind of hear. Is she breathing? Like a baby, you know? I, on the other hand, two broken noses, you know, I'm, yeah, I mean, I rattle. You get up in the morning, there's sawdust where your slippers are. I rattle the windows. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I cannot recommend it enough. Go to nestandwild.com, order the mattress, shows up on your doorstep three to five business days. Use this code. If you use the code BULLY20, B-U-L-L-Y-2-0, you get a 20% discount and you get a free pillow top mattress pad with it. Okay? So hit them up. Thomas on Facebook says, my wife loves our mattress from Nest and Wild. They really are fantastic products. So y'all try that out. You'll sleep better. And then you'll come here to the show with me, see, and we'll all have more energy. Have you noticed I've had more energy lately? Yeah. 
I think that's a big reason for it. Okay. <sighs> Practice number one for Ole Miss was on Monday. Practice number one for Mississippi State was yesterday. Both coaches are talking and have talked. And listen to me, y'all. Both Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach are going to be so much fun to follow because they both step into their press stuff and they don't put on any airs. Lane is laid back, California laid back. He's like, hey, man, okay, whatever. <laughs> Mike is, he's going to talk about sometimes whatever he wants to talk about and will entertain any question. It's really going to be a fun ride following these guys. All right, practice number one for Ole Miss was Monday. A few questions right after practice. They're doing it via Zoom, so it's all remotely, you know, connected virtually. Reporters asking Lane Kiffin questions who's sitting in front of a computer and a camera and answering their questions that way. First thing up, opening statement, Lane Kiffin said, practice number one, but we got a long way to go. It's been a long wait. Uh, you know, having walkthroughs is a big difference in having practice, so um, finally got out there. Uh, got a lot of work to do. Um, you know, having missed spring practice and just watching guys and them getting used to how we practice and what our expectations and standards are. And um, so um, we were out there, but we got a long ways to go. Long way to go. All right. He got a question about basically saying, okay, some teams out there have had to shut down their practices because they had so many positive tests. Is there basically a threshold where if you get to a certain point, you have this many quarantine or this many positives, are y'all going to have to shut down practice? This is what Lane Kiffin said. Well, we lean on our medical um, staff on that. So uh, we have not set an exact number. Um, we, we like where we're at. Um, so, you know, we'll just go day by day. And if it got to the point, you know, that we need to talk about shutting down, then, you know, we'll talk about it. But we're moving forward. And um, I just really listen to them. And that's not really my expertise. I just listen to them. You know, cool, laid back. You think, oh, it's boring. Well, then a guy starts asking him a question about Eli Johnson, the starting center, the kid from Oxford, deciding I'm going to opt out and not going to play. So they had an offensive lineman, potential starter, not going to play this year is opting out. That was what the question, but it sounded like Lane on Zoom could see this reporter and he decided to ask him where he was because he could see like, I guess maybe there's like a deer, you know, on the wall and the refrigerator in the back. Listen to the exchange. Um, last night, Eli Johnson announced that he was going to be opting out of the season. Do you have any comment or statement? Have you spoken to him about that at this time? It's a nice setup. Where are you out there? Hunting? <laughs> Um, I'm out working on um, an island in the Cape, Nantucket. Nice. Yeah. Got everything you need there. Got a fridge there. <laughs> yeah. And two yep. All right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. So I spoke with um, Eli. Um, you know, um, he made a decision, and you know, we're fine with it. And you know, told him that you know if he still wanted to be around, you know, he was a you know big part of this team before and so if you wanted to be around on you know nights before the games and meetings and stuff and on the sidelines you know be more than happy to do that and um you know we respect his decision so there you go hey where are you what are you doing you out hunting what is that a fridge in the background you got a nice setup there he said he was at the cape and then yeah he's at the cape whoever this is at the cape yeah it must be nice huh 
Oh, it's incredible up there. Yeah, I'm sure. You go there often? Uh, just once about every 23 days. <laughs> All right, Mike Leach, last night, Zoom press conference with media after their first practice. Now, JB, <clears throat> this may be all we have time for before the music starts, so we'll do the rest of Mike Leach an hour or two, but listen to this. You turn on the live Zoom post-practice press conference. The guy, there's nobody at the podium yet. The guy is telling you, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this. When y'all ask a question, unmute yourself. When you get done with your question, please mute yourself. You're going to hear all that. But in the meantime, Mike Leach has walked up to the podium He's in, to get ready to answer questions. And he, he starts talking. Even though the other guy's talking, he starts talking because he realizes there's a Coke, a Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola on the thing. And he wants to know, is this sponsored? And you can hear Mike asking him, are we sponsored? You can hear him asking about it over the guy who's given the media instructions. It's actually pretty funny. The way this is going to work, if again, if you would, keep your mics muted. Just a sponsor Coke is, huh? <laughs> if you have a question for Coach Leach after his open. So, yes, we, we got a Coke here. Are we sponsored? And now listen to this, JB. <clears throat> he goes way back and says, well, if we got a Coke, you hear him say, where's the Golden Flake potato chips? <laughs> statement, if you will, <laughs> put your name in the chat, and then I will call oh, him. Where's Golden Flakes? Where's Golden Flakes? This I saw that last night on the news, and I thought, <laughs> why, did, why is there a Coke bottle right there? He's like Nick Does Saban. Does he think he's Nick Saban right? And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, just like at Alabama, Coke is paying to have that thing sitting up at the podium while Mike Leach talks because they know at some point he's going to say something that grabs a headline. In the chat, if you'll type your name and send it to yeah. him, call on you, you can unmute yourself to ask your Okay, so here's the instructions, and now – so here we go. We'll start with an opening statement from Coach Leach and then take questions. Coach? Okay, listen, I'm not big into opening statements. Uh, uh, I do have the Coke here. I was uh, wondering where the uh, Golden Flakes were. Bear Bryant did get Golden Flakes when uh, he did his stuff, uh, but hopefully I earned that slot. Um, anyway, uh, any questions? <laughs> that is how the press conference started. We got a Coke here. What are we sponsored? We got a Coke. Where's the Golden Flake potato chips? We need those up here too. <laughs> golden Flake potato chips with Southern Fried Crunch. That's it, man. Hey, and listen, I you know grew up as a kid in Alabama, so no joke. When I was a kid in the eighties and you know, late eighties, early nineties, but you know certainly early eighties. I was really small. I'm I'm talking you know kindergarten, first grade age. I'm really small. Early eighties when. Bear Bryant was still coaching at Alabama. Pat Dye was coaching at Auburn. And I remember we lived in Selma, Alabama at about when I was about that age. And Sunday afternoons in the fall, you did you, you get home from church, you eat, and when you turn the television on, there's two, three things that you're going to watch in order. The Bear Bryant show, coaches show, the Pat Dye coaches show, and then the Atlanta Braves on WTBS. Because all that came on about the two or three stations that you did get on the television, there was no remote control TV. You'd have to go up there and turn the knob. And yeah, I mean, Bear Bryant's coaches show every one. He'd grab the potato chips. Part of the job for the host, they had a segment where they would not talk about the game, and they'd take the potato chips and pour them out in a bowl in front of Bear Bryant, and he would eat one or two of them and talk about how good they were. 
That's part of the deal. Did they were the coaches shows in Mississippi the same way in terms of popularity and stuff, JB? I think so. Uh, I remember watching them on on Sunday mornings, uh, especially the Jackie Sherrill show when I was yeah. in school, but also uh, the Bob Boyd show. You know, I told you I produced that produced that with Benny, and uh, that was a big hit. But uh, I remember Stan Torgerson and uh, Steve Sloan and, mm-hmm. and uh, Emery Ballard and Jack Crystal and those coaches show. Those guys were awesome. Yeah. Okay, uh, we'll start hour two with the rest of what Coach Leach said last night. Y'all stick around.